Well, hey there. I'm your host, Harmony Patton, a.k.a. the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Discovering You Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of Discovering You Podcast. So I am super excited today because I not only have my first interviewee on the podcast, but we're talking about such an important topic today. So we're going to be talking about the effects of long-term antibiotic use and birth control and just kind of how that can affect your acne but also just your overall health and so many more things in your body outside of just acne. So I have the amazing Natasha Simpson on today and uh, first of all I just want to say I'm super duper duper excited for you guys to hear her story and her message Uh, And just her experience with all of this because it's much deeper than just acne. And uh, I, I know her story just from reading her Instagram posts and watching everything that she puts out there. And I just find everything that she does super inspiring. So without further ado, Natasha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Harmony. It's so weird actually talking to you because I followed you for actually a very long time yeah yeah it's so funny whenever I feel like you know Instagram people become like actual real people it's I know yeah it's like a totally different experience but I'm so glad that you're on here uh Natasha's in Canada and I'm obviously in America so we were a little confused about like the time zone and everything at first but we figured it out. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, so let's just dive right in. So you're super open on your Instagram, which I love. Uh, and I know that vulnerability can be kind of like scary at first and everything. But if you could kind of just share your story of, you know, your experience with acne and um, all of that. Yeah. Kind of awesome. go with how it all started. Is yeah, just start? let's okay. just like start from the beginning. Let's go through it all. Okay, so for the most part, uh, my whole life, I had really clear skin. I had really long blonde hair, and everyone compliments me on everything. And then I started. I like to say that I didn't have acne in high school, but I did. Mm-hmm. It was mainly on my forehead. And then I found out after, oh, what was I on? I was on so many topical creams at the time, and I was just putting on my forehead. And then I found out after I graduated, I started growing my veins out. And as soon as my veins grew past the point of my forehead, um, the acne started going away. So I was just like, it definitely has something to do with, like, the oils on my hair. Not that my hair was, like, super greasy all the time. But also the fact that I was using, like, hairspray to spray it down and, you know. (laughs) And I mean, looking back on it now too, it's just like a diet definitely has something to do with it as well. Like I can't just blame it on my hair being in my face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I, um, I moved to China shortly after I graduated and that all kind of, I know you actually lived in Korea. Yeah. What in the world? I did not even know that. That's so cool. (laughs) You didn't know that? I didn't. Somehow I didn't see that it I mean you know I guess there's only so much information that can go in this noggin but 
Yeah, I somehow never saw in your post that you, so you lived in China for a while? Yeah, I moved there when I was 17 because I had graduated at 17. I don't know in the States. I think most of you graduate around that time too, don't you? Yeah, around 17, 18. I was 17 when I graduated also. But wow, China. Yeah, so I went to China and I definitely did not treat my body well whatsoever. But when you're doing it, when you're there or when you're experiencing anything in life, you're so focused on the fun you're having and moments you're having. You're not really focused on what's this going to do to my body, right? Yep. So, I mean, take a 17-year-old girl or a guy, move them away from their parents to a different country, and our poor life choices get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I still make some poor life choices. And as a teen, I made way more. So... Yeah. So... Um, I actually taught English for for the two years that I was there. So every morning, I would start my day off with like Snickers bars and sour Skittles. Oh my god! I used to love Snickers. <laughs> well, it's the only chocolate bar you could buy in China at the time. So it's like we oh. never have time to make breakfast, and because we were out drinking the night before. Of course, and right? So yeah, we'd grab like a Snickers bar and sour Skittles on the way. And now looking back at it, it's like, what the heck were we thinking? Right. Like, how, how is that breakfast, right? But you're not thinking about it. No, no. So anyways, uh, for the most part, my skin was pretty clear during that time. And then I decided to move home. And moving home, it was kind of like, what am I going to do next with my life? All I kind of knew was life in China after high school. So it's like the stress of it definitely, I think, was what brought the acne along Mm. and um not only the stress but it's like the pollution as well and my poor choices and all of that right so I thought a lot of it oh I was just blaming it on like oh it has to be the pollution in China and Mm. this is all just trying to come out but it's it was mainly stress I think that I brought it on yeah and I'm sure a compound of like all of those choices that you had been making for all of that time. And it's like, you can get away with it for so yeah. long, but eventually it catches up to you. Oh, yes. And it, it catches up fast, faster than it you can hope, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went to the doctor here because I was like, oh, no, like I'm getting pimples here and there. And it's, it's full-blown acne when it really wasn't. <laughs> and... <laughs> They're like, oh, yes, definitely. Like, you definitely have acne, and I think you should try these topicals. And, well, not only that, let's, like, put you on antibiotics. So I didn't really think much of it then because – or, sorry, they didn't even say antibiotics. They said acne medication. Mm -hmm. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to take this acne medication. My skin's going to go back to being clear, and I've got – yeah, I've got my life figured out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all set. (laughs) And so anyways, I – I did what the doctor told me. I went to fill my prescription and I didn't really do much research on the drug that I was taking. I think a lot of people have taken this drug before. It's called minocycline and I know they go under like, it's like a tetracycline class. So there's lots of names of it, right? Yeah. I've taken tetracycline back in the day. Yeah. And I think it's just a kind of a broad spectrum antibiotic that not only do they use for acne, turns out they use it for everything. Yeah. So many people I know were prescribed the same. Uh, the same drug for so many different things so wow so anyways I um I was on that and like six months would go by or sorry like three months had gone by 
and nothing was helping. The antibiotics weren't helping and the topical creams and gels they'd given me wasn't working. So I kept going back to the doctor. Usually about like every three months I'd go back and say, okay, look, this isn't working. And they'd just say, no, like it definitely, it definitely will work. You just kind of have to stick to it. And I'm going to write you another prescription, go get it filled, stay on the acne medication, keep trying the topical gels. And I was like, okay, so fast forward two years and I've been on antibiotics <laughs> without really knowing it. Cause I hadn't researched this drug. Right. Yeah. So crazy that they, I feel, I find it crazy that they let you stay on antibiotics for that long. Like, I mean, of course, you know, as the consumer and the the person that's, like, trusting in the doctor, you don't really question it. No, you don't. And um, that's kind of the unfortunate thing. It's like we look at these doctors like they're gods and they know everything and they know exactly what our body needs. And it's like, no, like, every person's body is going to be very different. And exactly. doctors don't seem to understand that it's – they're kind of just, I don't know, I, I get so frustrated talking about doctors. Yeah, yeah. So after two years, you went back. And I mean, what what did your doctor have to say? Well, I kind of showed him pictures of the how it was kind of getting worse and worse and worse to kind of prove like, okay, this is not getting better. better. I've been on this for so long. And during that time too, like they had put me on birth control, mm-hmm. which kind of, Oh, it definitely made things worse. Not kind of. It definitely made things worse. And then that's when the doctor was like, well, let's put you on Accutane. So that was uh, kind of the solution after two years of trying their antibiotics and creams. They're yeah. like, let's put you on Accutane then. So at that point, like, what were you – like, what was going through your head? Were you just like, okay, this is ridiculous? Like, were you looking for another solution from them or – I don't know, like, what was your thought process at that time? Um, my thought process at that time was the fact that I just wanted it gone. So yeah. I was willing to continue listening to doctors. But I also was really scared about going on Accutane. So I felt kind of stuck in that moment. It's like, okay, the doctors suggest this, and this is going to kind of be the last resort. And I don't know what else I'm going to do. So I just felt so stuck in that moment that was... I had no idea what to do, but I just wanted the acne gone. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I actually wanted to be on Accutane. Like, I mean, I had no concept whatsoever of like, you know, the damaging effects or even what it was. All I knew was, okay, Accutane is a thing that makes your acne go away, but it can be really rough while you're on it. And it can cause birth defects. Like, that was the extent of what I knew. So, like, I was really excited. I never went on it. But I was always like, yeah, man, Accutane. I I can't wait till I get to a point where I can take it. Because, you know, they make you do other things before you take Accutane. So, it's like you have to have tried all of these other things. And if none of those things work, then you can resume. Anyway. So, okay. So, your doctor suggesting Accutane. What and you you never actually took Accutane, is that correct? No, no, I didn't. My fiance actually gave me an ultimatum. He says because he knew the dangers. One of his friends, he was a helicopter pilot and he developed Crohn's from taking Accutane in his teenage uh, years. Doctors won't tell you that, but the guy who took it says it definitely was from the Accutane. So Ben, with his best friend, 
at the time, it's just like watching his friend go through all this and then his skin didn't even get better. It all came back. Yeah. It's like it just he knew he's like, I can't put you through that and I can't put myself through that again. That's so that's honestly like so lucky that you had him to be that sounding board Mm-hmm. because otherwise who knows what would have happened, especially you were already in such like a compromised state with those years of taking the antibiotics and the birth control. Like who knows what would have happened anyway. So he gave you that ultimatum and where did you go from there? So at that point, um, I had gone to see this. I don't know what you would say. He's not like a naturopath or anything. Like he's okay. still, has the medical doctor title as being like a MD. Okay. But he practices more alternative medicine. Hmm. So my fiance and his family had known this guy for many years. Uh, He works in Edmonton and he suggested, well, let's go see what he has to say. So I ended up paying, I think the first appointment was like a thousand bucks to go see this guy. And he ran a bunch of blood work and he sent some samples to the States because Canada wouldn't test for them or something. Wow. Yeah. And when my blood work all came back, he just couldn't believe kind of the state my body was in. So at that point, it's like, crap, I definitely need to use this doctor now to kind of help me. But can he help me? Yeah. And just curious, like when you went and did this blood work and everything, had you stopped taking the antibiotics and the birth control or were you still on them like temporarily until you got a new plan from the doctor? So when I went to go see this doctor, I was still on the minocycline and I was still on the birth control. Okay. Um, The doctor right away told me, you need to get off the antibiotics and you need to get off the birth control because uh, in my blood work, he had gone back and looked at it and he said there was blood clots in my body. I don't know how they're able to tell that. It was a special test he did, I guess. And he's mm-hmm. like, that is most likely from the birth control. And he's like, if you yeah. don't go off that now, it could lead to a stroke and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So I was still on it and I almost didn't want to listen to him. I'm like, no, like, yeah. this is supposed to help. But now I'm scared to go off of it because right. my acne will get even worse. Right. So even though he was warning me, it's like, no. This is what doctors have told me. And this is what everyone else is doing. So I'm going to do it too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you have acne, it's so scary. The prospect of it being worse. That it's like, oh my God, there's no way I can stop doing this thing that's supposed to make it better. I know. It's like scary. <laughs> as silly as that seems. But okay. So your blood work came back and he told you to get off of the pill and so how like what year was this that you went to this doctor so this would be I'm thinking back my very first appointment with him was in April of 2015 okay yeah okay yeah so um like the photos of my acne are from 2015 but um these problems started happening back in 2013 I think 2014 yeah so we actually have a kind of similar timeline from like when thing for me mine was the very worst in 2014 okay like those are my my really bad pictures that I typically put out um it started getting bad in 2013 when I got off the pill um and then 2015 early 2015 is like when I have my first pictures of things being better 
So, but I also did not take antibiotics for two years. That's like coming back from the damage that that causes. I mean, honestly, the fact that you have even been able to do that in the amount of time that you have, I think is like super incredible because, (laughs) yeah, like not only did you have the birth control like damaging your gut, but then there's also the antibiotics that are just like constantly breaking down any good bacteria in your system and just like, oh man, creating such a harsh environment in your body. So I think that's so, and I think it's just like a testament to what our bodies are capable of, you know, as far as healing. Like I think sometimes people think, that it's like oh I'm too far gone like oh I'm already too far down this rabbit hole like there's no coming back but I mean our bodies can recover from lifetimes of like abuse (laughs) and I just I just think that's incredible no it is really incredible and when you think about it it's like that's exactly why we need to respect our bodies right because Mm -hmm. everything it gets us through and a lot of people it's like well you can't enjoy like eating healthy like it's just not gonna it's like well, no, you need a healthy body and you need to eat healthy to give it the fuel it needs, right? And it's like, if you want that body to go with you for a very long time, it's like, treat it well now while you can, because you can still reverse the damage, even after all those years, right? There's a lot of factors to include, like the environment and even the chemicals and just everything, right? Yep. It's, yeah, I mean, our bodies are essentially constantly taking a beating of sorts. And it's like, you know, the the saying, you are what you eat, like that's not, that doesn't mean nothing. Like we literally, I, I think about it the most with like a kid, right? They go from just being this tiny little thing and then they literally just eat or drink, you know, like breast milk or formula or whatever. And then like they grow and evolve and become this human. Like that. literally what makes up our bodies is what we eat. Without food, we die. Like that it's as simple as that. So like, I don't know. It's just a, a mindset shift uh, to find importance in what you eat because it's so easy to just shovel like shit in your mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously not literal shit, but you know what I mean. Um, okay. So sorry, back to your story. So you're at the naturopathic doctor, you got your results. And so, like, what kind of plan did he put you on from there? And uh, I know you said you're resistant to coming off the antibiotics and the birth control. So how long in did it take you before you actually got off? Okay, I think it was about two or three months later that I decided to go off the pill and that I decided to go off the antibiotics because at that point, my skin actually started turning blue from the minocycline along my shins. Oh my God. So I was like, I had read horror stories about people's teeth turning blue or like a grayish color from this drug. And I was like, I can't have this. So that's actually what scared me. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. Luckily it went away. Whether it was related to that, I don't know, but it was just the stories I read online. So yeah, I was... It was just a few months after I started seeing him. And then you asked what kind of plan he had put together. So unfortunately with him, (laughs) he's at that age now. Like, I think he's like, he looks like he's like 80. I don't know. But he's at that age now where I think he kind of just doesn't care anymore. Mm, Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) 
so this sounds really bad but in a way like I've kind of used him because (laughs) he is the only doctor around here that will actually test everything but also give you the blood work results so all your lab results he'll print off for you whereas like it's very different in Canada and America but if you go to just your family doctor here they'll test you for like two things and they'll be like we'll phone you if there's anything wrong it's the same here so it's just that was the nice thing with him however yeah he's kind of at that point of really caring I think like I think he's getting close to retirement so he just right he he doesn't seem to care as much so his plan was just let's take a bunch of supplements and Mm. vitamins and uh at that time I just was like okay like I didn't really know any better because I was still eating I was still eating like my regular food regular diet right Mm. I was like okay he he's a professional he's been in this for many years supplements and vitamins are going to be the cure-all right Uh, it's that whole like lab coat syndrome thing right where (laughs) oh yeah sorry continue and then uh at that time he also found out that I had hypothyroidism so I told him I was like I don't want to be on thyroid medication because now at this point I am scared to go on any medication yeah after knowing the damage it's doing in my body so he suggested I try desiccated thyroid mm-hmm. which I believe comes from pigs I'm not sure yeah usually it's it's a pig's thyroid that's like dried and ground up and put into ground little up. pills yeah so then I thought, okay, um, I guess I can try it. It sounds more natural and we'll see how that goes. And I thought maybe that's why I had acne was, oh, my thyroid's acting up. Right. So I was on that medication for a year, but it actually didn't even help the hypothyroidism. Mm. So. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So it sounds like he put you on a bunch of supplements, but there was no like dietary plan that he provided for you or anything uh, not a, no he didn't he ran a allergy test and okay basically what came up as being bad for me was the stuff he told me to avoid so one of them was like bananas I had a little reaction to and like mushrooms and kidney beans and wheat that was basically it okay so so he said just avoid that is what he told me okay <laughs> that's super <laughs> thorough <laughs> no <laughs> Oh, man. So it sounds like you said that you were taking the desiccated thyroid for about a year. Um, So did you work with him throughout the course of that year? Like, what did that look like? Because I know with my naturopath that I went to, um, I booked my appointment with him and he's he was booked out really far in advance. So it was like almost a year after I booked the appointment that I actually got in to see him. And I originally booked it for my acne, but I was able to clear it before seeing him. So then he just helped me with like hormones and um, getting my period back. But like, I mean, I wasn't in constant contact with him by any means. I saw him and then we did like tests. We reviewed the tests. And then from there, he came up with like a supplement plan. He knew I already had the dietary portion down. Like I was already doing all of that. And then I saw him like three months later. My numbers were back in you know whatever the word is they were back where they should be in range in range range, that's the word I'm looking for (laughs) um and then he was like okay well you know like if a year from now we can do a follow-up and I just never did it because it was expensive so like what did that look like for you with this 
naturopathic doctor? How often were you seeing him? Or was he like making adjustments to your plan? Okay, so I would go back, I think, I would say probably every two months when it's just like I wasn't seeing any improvement, but he also needed to kind of monitor my blood work to see how my thyroid was doing. My kidneys weren't doing good at that time. My liver wasn't doing good. So he just wanted to kind of work with me over the course of that year to kind of keep an eye on things. And um, he didn't really make adjustments to what I was already taking. He told me just to continue it. He would just add more vitamins, add more supplements mm, okay. uh, towards the end of it. And then eventually I spent another $2,000 on other tests that kind of gave a more in-depth look at what my body was absorbing, what is in my body that maybe shouldn't be. And that all got sent to the States as well. So that was what happened within that first year is just kind of running more tests, tweaking vitamins, adding vitamins and working with the thyroid medication. Um, he would like increase the dosage, stuff like that. Okay. Did you ever, did you ever take like synthyroid or anything? Or I guess at that point you were already off of like med meds. No, at that point I had already decided that I didn't want to be on yet med meds. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. All right. So, and was it with this doctor as well? Because I I remember reading on your Instagram about like, I mean, it sounds like there were a whole lot of different things outside of just the acne. Like obviously the acne was like kind of the visual thing that was happening. Um, But I mean, would you mind going into just a little bit of like all the different things that were going on? Because I mean, I read about like some of the, you said you had some like organ failure and autoimmunity and um and then you talked about going to like a cancer clinic in Mexico and stuff right so how does all of that fit into like where we are in your story right now okay so when I start seeing him is actually when my hair started falling out as well okay and I always say to everybody that asked me they're like oh it sucks that your hair falls out and it sucks that you had acne and I'm just like yes it does but without that I would have never known what was going on in my body so the fact mm-hmm. that it was getting worse because this was even after the antibiotics it kept getting worse was showing me hey there is something actually wrong with you yeah. and the acne is what is kind of telling you same with the hair loss right yeah yep. I always like to call acne an alarm system. Like, hey, this is my sign that something is off inside. That, like, we got to do something differently because something is off. So, um, yeah, no, and I totally agree. So, uh, after that, after the test results I was just talking about, I sent another $2,000 worth of tests. The lab results came back, and that's when it showed that my body had become resistant to antibiotics. So it started growing a superbug called Pseudomonas aeruginosa. I don't know if that's actually how you say it. That's just how I say it. Whatever. That's how we say it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know. <laughs> so yeah, this Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which was kind of taking over my whole body. Wow. Because, uh, and then I had asked my doctor, I was like, what kills it? And he's like, when you're dealing with all these synthetic antibiotics and synthetic pharmaceutical drugs, you are now creating something in your body that has never existed in nature. So the only thing that can possibly kill it is nature, but even that might not work at this point. So he told me to just start supplementing with like oil of oregano, which I had actually been using since I was a kid. 
Yeah. But I, I start upping my dose on the oil of oregano and start taking more probiotics to yeah. kind of deal with that. How scary was that, by the way? I feel like that would be like pretty terrifying. Like, hey, you have a mutant bug that your body has grown and nothing can fix it possibly. Like Nothing's as terrifying until you start Googling it and then you realize oh that I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Can't, can't turn to Dr. Google there. <laughs> so when he's telling me all these things, it's like there was a lot of emotions going through, but it's like I didn't really understand what all of this meant. So yeah. it wasn't until I went home and researched all of this, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, how? No, like this can't be happening. I'm going to die. But so anyway, scary. so that was one of them was the Pseudomonas aeruginosa, and then he tested um, to see if I had any autoimmune because I told him, I was like, from what I'm reading, like, I think I have, like, lupus, and I know it's an autoimmune disease, and then you start going down this whole trail, and I'm like, I'm going to cause drug-induced lupus, so I think that's what I have, and, like, it just all makes perfect sense. I just need to get rid of this lupus. My acne will go away. So then he tests it. There's no actual way to test for like what kind of autoimmune disease it is. They kind of go based off the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So he tests it to see, uh, oh, I think it's like an A and A test and then the comp- complement C3 and complement C4 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how it's all said. Once again, I'm yeah. <laughs> so he tested all of that and yeah, it came back positive, I think five times for autoimmune. So he's like, okay, you, you're right. You do have autoimmune. Because at that point, my body, I could feel it was attacking itself. It, yeah. Everything I ate, I would get rashes and highs and mm. inflammation and just something felt like my body was being attacked or my yeah. body was attacking itself. Yeah. So, yes, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And then, oh, what else? Uh, my body started storing iron. So I was turning really orange. And everyone would ask me, like, have you been going to a tanning salon? Because here in Canada, we get winter basically like 10 months out of the year. <laughs> like all year long. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was turning really orange. And then I didn't really think much of it until people started kind of commenting on it. Because I was like, mm. if other people are noticing, like, it must... This right right like it's not so, just all in my head it must no, actually be a thing yeah no and uh that's what kind of would scare me too and same with my fiance because they wouldn't ask me how I was or oh you look good today or whatever like it would always just start off with like why are you so orange and the way they say it it's just like why are you so rude <laughs> like say hello uh, right I'm a human and, all right <laughs> yeah so it's like it was the first thing they noticed and that's, yeah, me and my fiance were getting kind of scared. We're like, okay, this isn't normal. Yeah. So then I went back to the doctor and he ran some more uh, labs. And that's when he noticed my kidneys had been leaking protein for like the past three years because he went back on all my labs that he did in the past along with my other doctors. And I guess nobody caught it. And yeah. so it says if you're kidneys are at like a certain level and it's leaking a certain amount of protein it suggests that you have kidney disease but I was way past that so he's just like it starts in stages stage one stage two stage three and then you have Mm. like kidney failure failure (laughs) so he's like I don't know how I didn't catch this but your kidneys are not doing good at all wow so was this like after you had already been working with him for a year or yeah yeah okay yeah wow. no, it was and um anyway so with iron 
it doesn't leave your body through pee, like through urine or stool. It the only mm-hmm. way it can leave your body is by basically donating blood or giving blood or going to the hospital and they take your blood. But what he had suggested to me was just go and see if you can donate blood just to kind of get rid of it. So I had gone mm-hmm. and we had to go through kind of this whole process to see if I would even qualify. And they found out I lived in China and they're like, oh, well, you're no longer a Canadian citizen. So I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I was like, um, I lived in China for two years. I've lived in Canada much longer than that. Pretty sure that, that doesn't was... negate the rest of it. Like, it's just two years. And I was just like, no, like, I'm not a Chinese resident. Like, I'm a resident of Canada. And they're like, well, no, like, there's malaria in China. And you're not, like, we can't consider oh you God. a citizen now that you've been there. And I was like, yeah, but I've been to Mexico and I've been, like, other places, too. Right. It's just like, for whatever reason, they're like, no, like, you lived in China. I was like, but there's not even malaria where I live. Like, uh. I haven't heard of any cases. So I was arguing with them because I'm just like, I just need to get rid of this iron. Like, I'm trying to right? be nice. Take my blood. To, yeah, like. <laughs> Come on. That was a little frustrating because. I didn't really know what else to do at that point other than go back to the doctor and say, hey, okay, what do we do next? So the thing with iron, if you don't get it out of your body, it starts storing it in your organs. And that's when he thought due to kind of what my labs were saying or Mm -hmm. showing was the fact that my liver and kidneys are probably the first place the iron starts storing. Gotcha. So that's, that's how kind of the the kidney disease and the liver failure had started. Uh, Right now, they're still not doing the greatest, but Mm. sometimes I think organ failure damage is really, really hard to reverse, and it's going to take a lot longer than. So, so yeah. (laughs) And then what else? Oh, I can't even remember this all. (laughs) There's so many things that have kind of come up over 2015, over 2016, and 2017, where it's just like, when is this going to end? Right. Yeah. And the thing is like, you know, what you're dealing with, I mean, this is like massive stuff. You know, it's not just like, oh, you know, I had a little hormonal imbalance and I had some acne, but I'm good now. Like this, this is like life or death, you know, level stuff. So I, I mean, yeah. One thing that I remember reading about was um, you mentioned something about like having a swollen breast or something. Yeah. So what what was that? What was that all about? <laughs> oh, I feel like I need my own podcast to explain everything <laughs> that's going on. Just trying to honestly trying to remember it. I do have to write it down. It's like me and my fiance will even be talking. We're like, do you remember like when my body was like this or like when this happened? It's like, that seems like forever ago. Yeah. It's like another life, right? (laughs) So after I went off birth control, um, my breast randomly, like my right breast randomly got two or three times bigger overnight. It wasn't just gradual. It was the next day. (laughs) And and my breast was so swollen and so painful. And I'm like, what the Uh. heck? And my fiance is looking at me and I put my bra on and my shirt on. And it's just like, okay, this, like, you can't even hide it. (laughs) I was so confused. I was like, something must have happened. Yeah. And so I 
booked an appointment with my family doctor. Okay. Not the doctor I had been working with. So right. just my family doctor in my local city. And I was just wanting to get like my breast examined. Yeah. And I walked in and kind of explained what was happening. And they refused to actually do an exam, like a physical exam. They told me, well, they asked me, they're like, does breast cancer run in your family? I said, yeah. They're like, who had it? I said, my grandma, my grandma's brother, and so-and-so's sister, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you're still too young to have breast cancer. So even though it runs in your family, it's not breast cancer. Wait, what? And I was like, well, don't you think we should? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, don't you think we should test for breast cancer? And they said, well, no, like we said, we don't really need to worry about that at your age. And I was like, well, I don't know. It's really painful. I think you should just have a look. And they refused to do a physical exam. Like I'd actually never had a physical exam before. So I didn't understand kind of the reasoning behind that, why they wouldn't do it. It was kind of frustrating. I don't understand why they wouldn't at least look at it. Like clearly something is happening. Yes, I don't know. It was, I don't know. It's just, it was frustrating once again, going to a doctor and not getting any help whatsoever. So I went back to the guy I'd been seeing in Edmonton, the naturopathic kind of medical doctor. Yeah, how much time passed between there where like you had to live with this one giant boob? Oh, it's still swollen. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's not big like it used to be it's only a little bit bigger but no like I'm still dealing with it and I still get the pain so they they still haven't figured it out but man yeah so it was it was so strange but yeah so I went back to this medical doctor on the in Edmonton and he's like well all I can really do is send you for an ultrasound so I was like okay that's better than nothing because I didn't want to do a mammogram or anything like that yeah and so I'd gone for an ultrasound and I got my results back and nothing. They couldn't find anything. Hmm. So they're like, okay, that's really weird. Are you sure? Like, it's painful. I'm like, yes, I'm sure. And the fact that my boob is so much bigger right. and it wasn't gradual <laughs> isn't normal. Yeah, definitely so, not. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, if boobs could grow overnight, <laughs> sign me like, up. Why does it have to be one? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Plus, the fact that it's, like, painful, like, that right there automatically makes it not fun. So, yeah, yeah, no. I've, you know, with, like, breastfeeding and stuff, you deal with, like, sometimes your boobs get engorged. And sometimes they're super lopsided, too. But I would imagine that what what you're going through was was worse than that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm super curious. I know you told me when we, like, talked a little bit before the interview um, that... You had started following me at some point in there and that you had tried paleo for your acne. So, like, where does that fit in in your story? And, like, at what point did you give that a try before you transitioned to, you know, everything you're doing now? Okay, so I think after I got off the thyroid medication. Okay. I can't, like I said, I was on that for a year. So I can't even remember exactly Yeah. when that would have been. But it was after the thyroid medication when it, it's like, okay, I really need to do something with what I'm putting in my body. So diet. And then that's when I started. I tried so many kind of cleanses and acne, no more diets and all that kind of stuff you find on the internet. And it's like, okay, hey, this yeah. isn't working. 
Yeah. And then that's actually when I found you because I think, I know it's not just me, but it's like I'd spend hours online or on Instagram trying to find people that were dealing with the same thing, right? So it's like you search the hashtags, acne, and it's like you almost feel happy in a way. It's like, hey, thank God it's not just me. Like somebody's face is just as bad as mine. And it's like you kind of start comparing yourself, realizing it's like this actually happens more often than not. Yeah. So that's when I found you was kind of when it's just like I was searching for answers from real people after I tried all the kind of diets on the internet and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I don't know if I just like never searched it while I was or if I was just like so in my own little like bubble of a world where I was like, ah, it's just me dealing with this and like I would always see pictures of people being like, oh, look at my acne. And I'd be like, oh, that's nothing. Like, that's not acne. Come, come on, honey. That's not <laughs> yeah. acne. This, this, what's happening on my face, this is acne. Yeah, so I, I like never really felt like I found that sense of community or like any real resource of someone who had dealt with acne to the extent that I had and was like sharing that and giving solutions um, and I remember being so like terrified to share the first picture that I did, like of my before and after. Um, but then like once I did kind of just realizing like, oh, there are a ton of other people out there dealing with this. And like, it's so much bigger of a thing that I realized and I wasn't the only, I wasn't the only one. Um, but yeah, at the time I don't feel like there were many people who were sharing about their experience. Um, and obviously, like, I, I have a little, um, I have, like, a five-day acne detox thing. But that's really more, like, you're not going to heal your skin in five days. <laughs> but it's like, hey, here's, like, you know, a platform to jump off of to, like, get started on your healthier journey. So, like, where did you, what did you start with? Like, did you do some kind of, I know you said you did like some random cleanses. I did a bunch of stuff like that too. I did like juice cleanses and I did the master cleanse twice. That was actually what kicked off my healthy, my healthy kick. Your um, healthy kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever done the master cleanse or have you heard of it before? No, I've heard of it, but I actually don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's super intense. I mean, you can look up the, the details of it. I felt really amazing when I did it. But, um, yeah, so... Or wait, is that the one with, like, the water, the maple syrup, the lemon? Yeah, and the I cayenne pepper. I listened to your podcast about that. I know what it is. Yes, yep, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. And despite the fact that it's super crazy, I felt amazing the first time I did it. Um, second time, not so much, because I was in, like, a different state with, like, my adrenals and stuff, so, like, it was too much on my body at the time, and... Um, yeah, you know, it's such a delicate balance. Anyway, so like what did you do? Are you like the type of person that likes to do, you know, like a 21-day challenge or like a 30-day thing or like what kind of set you on the path of the healthier eating and what has kept you on it? Okay, for both me and my fiance, actually, we started doing so much research. And then Mm -hmm. that's when we realized it's like, what are we putting in our bodies? Like, what are they doing to our food? This isn't food. And the more research you do, the more you realize that you don't even want to eat because it's like, 
no, like I don't want this in my body. So that's mm-hmm. where it kind of started was just over the years of doing all the research on like how we were going to cure me or what was wrong with me trying yeah. to find the fix is when we decided like, okay, enough's enough. We need to, we need to start feeding our bodies better. So I don't know what year it was, but I'd already kind of switched to all organic produce and uh, meat and eggs and everything was organic. So I was Mm kind of like on the organic kick, but little did I know my body wasn't absorbing any, any of it. So organic or not, it's like, well, it does matter because if I would have eaten foods that were genetically modified, then my body wouldn't recognize it. Mm -hmm. And I actually did notice that um, if I ate, a lot of like GMO fruits and vegetables that I knew for sure they were GMO, I would have reactions. I'd get hives and my stomach would start to swell and I'd feel so sick. Mm. And my fiance would be like, you have hives again. I'm like, I know like, it's not just in my head. Like there's, there's some connection between these genetically modified foods. Like my body literally does not seem to want to recognize them as food. Right. Yeah. So that's why I kind of switched to all organic and, that's when I started kind of going on all these diets, just wanting to kind of take what I was putting in my body or put better things into my body. Yeah. Not take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I guess was like the turning point there for you where it was like, okay, cause you're vegan now, right? You're still vegan. So like, how did you, like, yeah, what was the turning point where you were like, okay, what I'm doing is really starting to work. Like, I'm going to stick with this. Like, when did you kind of hit or when did you know that you had sort of like arrived in the right place for your body? So, um, I'm just trying to think. So you had also mentioned about me going to Mexico, so I should probably add that in there. Um, when I went to... Mexico I went to a cancer clinic because I wanted something that could kind of help with the autoimmune symptoms that I was experiencing Mm -hmm. but at that time it's like I would still kind of have lots of treats and sugar and all that so stuff that was affecting my body in a very negative way Mm -hmm. organic or not it's like sugar is sugar right (laughs) yep unfortunately (laughs) I was having a lot of symptoms that I just felt like I couldn't deal with anymore. So I went to a cancer clinic in Mexico who uh, deals with a lot more cancer, deal with like a lot of Lyme disease and autoimmune and diabetes and all that. So at that point, I told myself when I came home, because I was there for a month, that my diet needed to be 100% and I needed to find something that worked with me because I felt like it was kind of like my fresh start. Like my body was going to be all new again after these treatments. Yeah. And that's that's when I decided when I got home, I was just going to stick to something and make it work. Yeah. And I wasn't even home. I think it was I was home for like... 10 or 15 days maybe and I decided to go vegan cold turkey and I haven't looked back since because within that first month was when I noticed the most results over the whole period of dealing with acne and all the other symptoms yeah and I feel like that's so important because you know people like they always ask for advice about this or that but the thing is so much of it comes down to I think being ready to like make that decision and be like, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. And like having that internal like 
determination to like stick to something and actually do it full out and like, okay, this is going to be my life from now on versus kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, like, oh, like trying this cleanse or that cleanse or like this diet or that diet and just kind of like yo-yoing around. And I think it's like so important to kind of recognize those moments like, oh, like what was it that flipped that switch where it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing and that's just it. So like for me with paleo, I had just read, you know, so many things and I was like, okay, like this is the right decision for me. Um, And then, I mean, I was eating super clean paleo and not seeing results for a long, long time. Um, And yeah, I mean, healing is just so complex, you know, and I'm sure that all of that work you had been doing up until that point also like had an effect. You know what I mean? All the supplements you did with that, with the doctor. And I mean, do you feel like all of that was worth it and like doing the supplements and like all of those different things that you did before going vegan? Like, do you think all of that contributed? Do you feel like that contributed to your skin starting to actually turn around? Honestly, I don't think so. At the time, I wanted to think that it was contributing to Mm. hopefully one day have better skin, hopefully one day be better. But uh, one, it was such a waste of money, which is frustrating because it's like all these supplements and vitamins, like it's just so much money getting thrown out. Yeah. But not only that, it's like my body wasn't absorbing any of it. Right. So it's like I could toss all the vitamins in my body that I want. I could eat all the healthy food I wanted, but it's like it was ending up in my stool. Right. Like that sounds gross, but it's like I literally couldn't keep anything in. But then at that point, I was like, but if I stop the supplements, will it get worse? Right. So I, I honestly just kept taking them because I felt that if I had stopped, that it was just going to keep getting worse. But right. then... I had actually just made an Instagram post the other day talking about how I had gone for my blood work and got my results back this month. And I had did a little experiment over the past little while. I stopped taking all the supplements and the vitamins and all that to see what my body could just do on its own with what I was feeding it. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a hundred times better than it was when I was taking all of it. Yeah. Cause it's like now the, my, uh, my body is actually able to absorb it and the inflammation has gone down. So it's like, if that's all gone down, then it can actually absorb the natural vitamins and the natural supplements from the food. Right. So do you think that was as far as like your nutrient absorption and like not being able to absorb nutrients going from that to now, like your numbers are much better and you're absorbing nutrients. What do you think that coming off of the supplements you were taking was the biggest indicator there like do you think that's what made the difference no I definitely think it goes back to the diet alone but Mm. it's just like I said so much better now that I don't have the supplements and the vitamins in my body which I mean by all means if people need to supplement with that stuff go for it especially if you can find like really natural um synthetic or synthetics (laughs) real natural supplements and vitamins that are very close to food yeah yeah Um, some people need that right like I said if your body's not absorbing it it doesn't really matter what you put in it right like you're not hurting but it's only doing so much Mm -hmm. absolutely 
Okay, so first of all, I think that's all just, I just think it's awesome. Like you've been through so much and you know, like you're such a sounding board now for like natural healing, especially through diet because some I feel like people just really don't see the gravity of importance when it comes to, you know, your diet. Um, I just want to do some quick little like rapid fire type of questions. So just tell me the first thing that comes to mind for these next okay. couple things. So what's your favorite food to eat in a pinch? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Bananas. Bananas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite juice recipe? I like just plain like celery juice. I hate when things are mixed together. Then it's almost like too much. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, well, actually, I'll come back to that. Let me do the last couple of these. <laughs> so uh, what's your favorite recipe that you've shared on your Instagram? Mm, now, I haven't shared the recipe for this because I don't know it. My fiance makes it, but it's pizza. And I don't, mm. I don't actually know if I've shared that yet. I shared it on my other Instagram that I had originally made. I feel like I've seen, I've seen pictures of your pizza, I want to say, but I don't think there was a recipe attached because I remember being curious. I'm like obsessed with pizzas, but I can't eat almonds. Oh. <laughs> and that's like the basis of so many, so many recipes because... I ate too many almonds and I gave myself a slight almond allergy. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, like when I first went paleo, you know, there's so many like almond flour this, almond flour that, and like almond butter, and I just do everything to the extreme. So it's like, I can eat almond butter and I'd eat like jars of it and just bake everything with almond flour. And yeah, I like developed a little bit of an allergy, so my throat gets itchy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, if I don't eat them for a long time, I can like eat some and be okay. But when I was pregnant, I was kind of bad and I ate a lot of almond butter again. And yeah, it like came back. So now if I even eat a little bit of almonds, like my throat gets itchy. That's so crazy. don't overdo it on the almonds, <laughs> PSA, because you don't want to not be able to eat almonds. That that just sucks. Um, okay, so what about scarring? Like what does your face look like now as far as scarring goes? Do you have scarring or like what? what does that okay, like? so when a lot of people think scarring, I think they probably think more like redness, do you think? Or yeah, like I hyperpigmentation? Think a, I think a lot of people think hyperpigmentation. I mean like texture, like, you okay. know, like the the crater, cratery stuff, yeah. Yeah, my fiance always looks at me and he makes me so sad, but I'm like, you're just being honest. And I totally know he's just like, he tells me that like my skin is so rough and it's not that it's like full of acne. I still do have acne, but he says it's like you have divots in your face. Like, you're so mean, but it's true because it makes him sad and it makes me sad because it's like you just want that smooth, smooth yeah. skin. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, I do unfortunately have a lot of divots but it yeah. depends on the light I'm in as well so like sunlight, oh yeah like I hate actually light it makes me so self-conscious because it's just like you see everything right but yeah for scarring I definitely have a lot of kind of like ripples and divots and yeah. a lot of stretched out pores yeah absolutely and I mean that's like that's like the scarring that's deep in the tissue of your skin so as far as I've been told from estheticians and um I'm planning an episode to talk about scarring as a whole, but 
there's like a there's a CO2 laser that uses carbon dioxide to um, it kind of like burns your skin a little bit, but it's like a CO2 laser and that can get rid of the the deep scarring. But uh, yeah, I mean, time I think does make it better, but I'm always curious. So back to the celery juice thing real quick. I've talked to quite a few people recently that have seen like tons of benefits from juicing celery juice and like drinking that first thing in the morning for their skin. Uh, is celery juice something that you try to have like on a daily basis or what does like do you try to incorporate it often? So that was my plan because I originally found celery juice through like the medical medium protocol or whatever mm. and that was my plan was yeah I'm gonna drink it every single morning but to be honest I haven't because uh-huh. me and my fiance both like to sleep in as much as we can before we have to go to work. Yeah yeah. <laughs> We're like we'll do it when home and then we don't and it's just like you fall into these bad habits but it was working when I was doing it every day like I was doing it every day when I first went more on a plant-based diet I guess Mm -hmm. but yeah I've gone so bad I definitely need to get back on it I have so much celery in the fridge to juice but Hmm. interesting yeah I I have a giant juicer from back when I did a bunch of juice cleanses but I haven't really juiced much myself in the past years. But, uh, yeah. So, one more quick question. Uh, So, do you think you'll stay vegan for life? Yeah, I think I will. I honestly love it. Um, I feel like I can cook so much more. It's weird. Like, when we were just eating regular food, it's like I never knew what to cook. But on this whole, like, vegan fad or whatever you want to call it, it's like there's so many recipes online and just things pop up in my head where it's like I'm going to try to make this vegan and it just it just works. So I think for the most part, if it has shown this much improvement in my health, it's like why would I turn back, right? And Well, we even have our wedding coming up in Mexico, so it's at an all-inclusive resort, and people are already asking me, like, what are you going to eat? Like, are you going to be vegan? And it's like, yeah, like, I definitely want to, yeah. so. Yeah, that's that's amazing, by the way. Uh, I saw your little, like, how long have you been engaged? Since August 2016. Okay, awesome. When's your wedding? November of this year. So exciting. It is, but even still, it's like, I just want my skin perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want all those ripples and divots to go away. Hey. <laughs> it's stressing me out. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is that no one cares. It's, you know, and it's not like you have to, like, my pictures from my wedding day. <laughs> I mean, I got married a long time ago. But, um, yeah, like... I remember I got on I got back on the pill a month before my wedding and I still had acne because I was like oh the pill's gonna make it all go away again this time and yeah it like didn't happen so I still look at those pictures and there's like certain pictures in lighting where you can see it you know obviously the texture under the makeup because you can't see the color of it but I'm like oh I wish my skin didn't look like that then but you know it's it's whatever. There's it's only over so, with and... There's only so much you can do, you know. Yeah. And um, I just think, you know, everything that you're doing is super inspiring. So keep sharing your message. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of where we'll uh, 
we'll call it a day here because we have just about an hour. This was this was about an hour of of you letting me grill you on everything. <laughs> it goes by so fast, hey. I know. Oh, that was so Canadian. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't even think we realize we say it. I I'm sure you don't. I I watch some Canadian shows and I just sit there and I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. I love the Canadian accent. Anyway, do you feel like I have an accent, by the way? Well, where are you from, Virginia? Eh, I oh. I'm not really I from you- anywhere. <laughs> Where I mean, I do in? live in Virginia. I oh, live okay. I live in Virginia, but I feel like I can't claim anywhere. Like, I was born overseas, and I've moved around so much. But Virginia's been my home for over 10 years, so. See, I don't really notice an accent with you, but I thought people in Virginia do have an accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also depends, like, southern Virginia and northern Virginia, because I'm near D.C., so oh. this is like... You know, we're like uppity DC people, you know, not like Southern people. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, so I just want to thank you again for hopping on today. And for all of you that are listening, uh, can you tell them where they can find you on Instagram? Okay, so my Instagram is Nata L. Simp, and it's spelled N A T A L S I M P. Awesome. So yeah, go ahead, go and follow her on Instagram. She shares some awesome vegan yummies that, I mean, I would say that they're definitely clear skin approved. Um, Most of them, honestly, are also like paleo friendly from what I've Mm -hmm. seen. Um, So I almost feel like you're kind of like pegan. I don't know if you've heard of that where people are paleo vegan pegan. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because I don't see a lot of, like, beans and stuff in your recipes from what I've, like, seen. I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of your diet. But, um, yeah, I feel like most of what she posts is totally, you know, got the clear for those of you trying to clear your skin. And um, definitely tons of inspirational content. So, go follow her over on Instagram and thank you again for joining us uh for those of you who have been listening for a little bit do keep in mind the uh giveaway I'm doing is still open so leave a comment on this episode leave a review so that you can be entered to win the 40 ounce hydro flask that I am giving away tell us your thoughts tell me if you want to see more interviews like this where I bring people on who have healed their skin naturally And, you know, just so you can hear their story and see that it's not just me. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there who have healed their skin naturally and you don't have to turn to antibiotics and birth control and Accutane and think that you're going to have a miracle cure. Sometimes they don't work. And, you know, there's so many negative side effects that can result from them. So I'm just here to give you guys an alternate perspective and to give you hope and to see that it is possible to have clear skin even when it seems hopeless. So, yep, leave a review, guys. Get that Hydro Flask and uh, Ditch the Bitch program is, the pre-enrollment is open. So you can head over to my website and find that. And for those of you that don't know what Ditch the Bitch is, it's my program to help women get off birth control without having their hormones 
and skin go crazy. All right, guys, that is it for today. Over and out.